Yo, 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 welcome back to First Choice Fantasy, First Choice Podcasts. You're watching First Choice Fantasy. And uh, yeah, welcome back. It's going to be another episode, actually our final episode, right? Final divisional NFC North. episode. Or NFC North. Uh, uh, the NFC North. Yeah, Just the NFC North, I believe. We should have saved this for last, but we're not going to. Thank we're going to talk about. No, no, no. no. We, you, we also got the AFC. Yeah, we've got like two south. more after this. Yeah, AFC South, NFC North. Oh this yeah, is the second, yeah, yeah, this is the second yeah. episode since our mock draft, and the mock draft was halfway point. point. Good call, good call. But, uh, yeah, God, going to do so the. What are we doing today? What are we doing today, Alex? We're doing the um, the minor league of the NFL. NFC. The NFC least. Kelly Green. There is more punching bags in here than I than I can even like try to go through. I'd end up with broken fingers and my hands would be worn down to nubs. I have higher hopes for this division than last year. Because I think the Eagles are pretty I don't mean this in a football sense, but in a uh, you know, regular term sense, a wild card. Yeah. Eagles are a wild card. I agree with that. I think the Washington football team and the Cowboys are two of the sluggers at the top of the division. And I think the Giants kind of slide in with the Eagles as a wild card. Like, you don't really know what's going to happen. I don't think there's a chance that either of those teams, like, blow, like, bottom five. I don't think that's going to happen on either team. Um, yeah, I have high hopes this year, especially with fantasy aspects for all teams. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get it, into it with the with the Cowboys, but I'm not sure what they've added on defense, and they definitely needed something on defense. They, they added linebackers. Draft? Okay. Well, they needed it. And some so. corners in the draft. Yeah, that's, that's what they should do. They should just try out six linebackers as if this is like 1958 or something. Mm-hmm. May as well, man. See, the thing about this division is that, like, it's probably got the worst management and, like, ownership in the entire league. By far, I mean, there's enough shitty ownership and like management and just non-football people in general. There's enough stupidity in here to rep to, to compete against like entire conferences. <laughs> I mean, two thirds of the NFC's stupid people are in this division. It's absurd. I agree. It's not good. Uh, anyone got anything? I'm just going to say, everyone trashes on this division, but let's be honest, this is outside of our fan, like, fandom for the Eagles. I personally find this being, like, one of the most entertaining divisions. They may suck, but, like, when it comes down to it, like, because at the, like, the last few weeks, like, the last... Because we haven't had a consecutive division winner in, like, 15 consecutive seasons. It's, I I think it's more than that. I think it's, like, 18 or some shit like that. It's been since, like, the early 2000s. And we're always head-to-head. Like, the last two weeks, there's a game where it's, like, Cowboys, Redskins, or or Washington football team, or, you know, all these, like, always. And it's so exciting. Even if the two teams are terrible. Pretty sure... We, I don't because they're two terrible teams facing. I don't know what it is, but one of our divisional teams—it's either the Cowboys or the Giants. We played both of the games against them the last three weeks of the season, or something like that. It's mm-hmm. Stupid. We do this like every year. Every single year. That's always. All right. Whatever. Last Guess who's going last or going first? 
finishing last. No, the Cowboys. Eagles. They deserved it. They finished last last year. They get. They deserve to be at the bottom. No, Eagles. Uh, they deserve to be at the bottom. That's fair. Uh, you know, in a way, it's almost like a lot of the toxicity is gone. You know, we got rid of Wentz, and like I'm not going to be ripping him too much till the Colts section, but uh, that'll that'll be coming. But uh, you know, he's fucking sucked last year. Let's let's not act like he did. There's really no way around that. He was about as bad as you could possibly be maybe even worse and I don't want to hear anyone say otherwise and if you do you weren't watching I, but unfortunately joining him in that awful awful was Doug Peterson who suddenly went from this cool innovative mind to probable 14 year old calling plays on Madden because honestly I swear to god I saw maybe nine to ten drives last year that seemed like they had any sort of purpose or flow anything else that generated points was seemingly on accident and I'm pretty sure they were calling plays using, like, a dartboard or a dog and some biscuits or some shit like that because it was bad. But we still got Howie Roseman. And for all you non-Eagles fans, he's the GM and uh, the guy that's, like, kind of in control of everything. And we still have our owner who's enabling of aforementioned GM and occasional meddling in this team have not been helpful at all. So despite the fact that our franchise actually has a pretty like decent track record of winning, excluding Super Bowls, I'm not I'm not sure if we really solved anything getting rid of those getting rid of Wentz, Doug. I I feel like the real problem is is probably still in place. And the answer is definitely yes. Because like I said, this is the NFC least, and the problems don't just stop at the teams. They flow all the way up the organizational chart from management to fucking ownership the parking lot suck the the guys selling beer are probably rude like it's the vendors everyone's everyone's jerk it's probably not good actually I, now i now i say that the washington vendors are definitely a jerk because if i remember correctly dan doesn't pay them we'll get into that all right your coach not really sure yet. Uh, Nick Sirianni might be a real person capable of, like, making his own decisions. Or he might be a Mike McCarthy. And, I mean, I hope for the former, but I'm definitely prepared for the latter. I'm going to wait and see. I'm not buying any of it until it happens. Uh, quarterback is, like, almost the same situation. I, I'm too lazy to check this, but Jalen Hurts has got to be the youngest stop gag in the league. He's very likely just going to be here for a season while we go star hunting. And, like, because he's so young, like, if he performs, he could stick around. But I don't know, man. His arm made Bree's arm look good last year, and that's that's not good. So, you know, he says the right things. He does all the right things. But, boy, is that not going to matter if the results don't come. And, uh, I don't know, man. Looking questionable. Off season, got rid of this guy. Indy, have fun with that. Good luck. Thanks for the draft picks. We will treasure them. We'll probably waste them, but I appreciate the thought. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was about it. Because, you know, we don't have any money because Howie's been spending all the money trying to keep our 4-12 and 12 team together because that's obviously the, the roster that you want to lock into place, the one that goes 4-12. and 12. But in the draft – we managed to get my man Devontae Smith, scooping him from the Giants, raising sodium levels in New York to a dangerously high point. Again, we'll get to that. And I promise you that for one time and for only this time, because it will never happen again, we actually drafted a very good receiver. 
telling you, book it, mark it, write it down, write it on a post-it note, staple it to your eyeballs. I promise you it's happening. The rest of the draft, I think it's pretty solid, but you don't care. Unless, especially if you're hoping for Gainwell to Miami, you definitely don't care. You're probably pissed off. And I'm probably just suffering from Stockholm syndrome anyway, so all of these guys are probably already busts. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, predictions. I will give them a floor of 4-13 and 13 and a ceiling of 9-8. and eight. Apparently some of you might disagree with me, but I don't give a shit. Let's prove it. They were bad last year, so they get a bad floor this year. And you know what? I actually like the position we're in because if we're bad, cool, we're bad, I get a good pick. And if we're not bad, cool, that's exciting. That's fun to watch as a fan. And, I mean, too many years of this just makes you the Browns. But given the way Philadelphia sports have been lately outside of that Super Bowl, everything's been crushing disappointment. I'm okay with the season where we're expected to suck. So I'm accepting it. Go Birds. Even if our organization is honestly just a cheap, reskinned budget version of the Cowboys. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, sad but exciting season, I predict. Can't be sad. Nothing to be sad. Definitely be exciting. I mean, something's got to be exciting. I get, yeah. There won't be lackluster. I feel like I would say majority of Eagles fans don't have high hopes. So I guess not. I think there's going to be a lot of things that happen, a lot of things that grab eyes. If the lines all stay healthy and there's actual coaching upgrade, I guess they could beat my ceiling, but. That's too optimistic of thinking for me right now. We were PFF.com uh, uh, ranked the Eagles 19th in offensive line last season. So that was without Andre Dillard. I saw they were ranked. Brandon Brooks. So that's not awful. And we had more injuries than just that. When I was looking at that the ESPN just- data for like, pressure rate and like win rate and shit like that we were a lot better honestly yeah. i trust that over pff because the espn data is at least pretty straightforward like either you won your matchup or you lost it whereas pff has their own grading mechanisms that they're not allowed to tell me about so like yeah that's cool you get an f but i can't tell you why oh oh beautiful but- going to be exciting. I guess we should just start off with uh, Jalen Hurts, Joe Flacco, and company. Uh, <laughs> That's something we should have made fun of, now, I guess I got a little caught up on other stuff. Why we gave him a raise from last year's uh, – like I said, we, the problem is still in place, so that's why Joe Flacco got a raise. He aired it out last season. Uh, yeah, but – no. In all seriousness, Jalen Hurts, what do you guys expect from him? Fantasy-wise? Yeah. Fantasy-wise, not football-wise. Middle of the You can answer that after. Like average, like middle uh, quarterback two. Slightly above average. average. I think he has a tier three. If you guys, you know, if you guys have been doing mock drafts and stuff, I think you understand the tiers and how they work. You know, Kyler's and whatnot up top. Then you have like the Russell Wilson and uh, yeah. Herbert area. I think he has Jack a ceiling of yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he has a ceiling of the third tier, which I think includes like Burrow, uh, players like in that range. Stafford. I don't think he's gonna be a top. Yeah, Stafford, I would say he has a tier two ceiling, but I don't think it's likely. I'd have to agree. I mean, from his stats from last year, his. He did provide some type of running capabilities, but, like, 
I, mean, I think it's going to depend on how good our coaching is because he was really good at some things and really bad at other things. Like, really, we had, like, four – or I would say, like, three-game sample size. And one week he really blew up. And the other two weeks he was, you know, 18 points. So, like, and that's not bad, but it's not, like – That's consistent. Like, winning the league. And then the last game against Washington, he had 17 points, but he only had seven completions. Like, the, you know, yeah, that's what the rushing touchdowns. Yeah, there, there's an unknown with him, but I don't know. That's something I would prefer to go elsewhere because he's getting drafted somewhat high. Like, I wouldn't be against having him as my quarterback, especially since you could get him, like, you know, after the Burroughs and people like that. So, I mean, it's kind of like mid-late quarterback range you would get him. So, I mean, like, it's neat to have something like that. But, I mean, there's also risk. Let's talk about the risk of him not even being the Eagles starter, being the Texans starter. Anybody want to entertain that idea? I mean, at least if he was a Texans starter, he'd basically be in the same spot he used here. Yeah. No, they have no weapon. They have Brandon Cooks. Who do we have outside of Devontae Smith? Our wide receiver, too, is Jalen Rager. In the slot could be very beneficial. I think it could be, too, but come on now. Like, you're looking at – you're looking at could be. That's what the Texans are looking at, could be. I mean, the Texans – is the Texans line anything special either? Probably not. I mean, our line's probably better than him. I would would agree that the Texans lower his ceiling. But also, like, that would apply to Sean Watson's resolution. I mean – Supposedly, uh, you know, Ian Rappaport and them have high expectations of him playing this year. So, I mean, that's a – they're insiders, you know. They have the connection. Well, I'm playing for, like, someone else because I don't think he's going back there. I don't know. They said he's definitely not going back there, but there is a good chance that he plays this year. <laughs> really? Hey, man, if that – I haven't kept up with it. I kind of been letting that you know? alone. Yeah, I've been, I've been peeping it here and there. But still, anyway, let's get back to Jalen Hurts, huh? Jalen Hurts. What, what the Eagles – with, yeah, with the birds, of course. Come on. Come on now. All right, so you said it yourself, Alex, stopgap quarterback, and I would agree. I would agree, I would with agree that. too. Whether that was sarcastic or not. Uh, I think that's where it's trending, until he yeah. proves otherwise. Yeah, I, I got in this Twitter engagement earlier, not an actual engagement. I didn't go on my knee or anything, but somebody brought up the idea of, you know, the Eagles and Sean Watts, yada, 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 that whole trade happening, and then – What's his name? Jalen Hurts going over to Houston, them having those draft picks as well, and then deciding to drop the quarterback, right? So that's one scenario. Another scenario is he stays here. He plays good. We still have, what, two first-round picks next year, if not three? Might be tweaking on that number. I two yeah. at a minimum. Yeah. Yeah, so two, if not three draft picks. If we fall in love with the quarterback, why the hell would we not take a quarterback, you know? So it's like the chances of him actually lasting past this year, I would say – Slimmer than him. I will say I think it's a good chance that even if he leaves here, as long as he plays at least semi-decent, I think he could very well end up as a starter next year. Somewhere. Even if it's the same type of, like, yeah, we'll just see what's going on here. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, you got Pittsburgh. You got a bunch of teams out there that don't need a quarterback probably, but I don't know. The uncertainty of him actually staying with the team that he is on or the team that he would possibly go to within the year, eh, uncertain. Not ideal. And the talent isn't completely there, so who really knows, you know? Yeah. So, so uh, 
What about running backs? Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell? I like Sanders a decent amount. I've actually I like just both. recently just kind of grew to kind of like Sanders. Same. Just the offensive line getting healthy, hopefully getting healthy. My biggest fear with Sanders is that we have an ownership mandated don't run the ball. So – well, that's with, why I say I don't know if Nick Sirianni is allowed to like call plays or not. With with Hurts, I feel like it opens up some opportunity because like if they do it Lose right, well, I feel like it's more unpredictable to react when you have a rushing quarterback. You know, maybe from a defense perspective, like but to play me, action it, it is, hurts the running back in a sense because any touchdown that Hurts gets could have ended up with Sanders. And, I mean, even if that – like, I get what you're saying from an on-field perspective, but I don't know how much that applies to fantasy. But for Sanders, he's more of a big play potential guy. He's not really like a red zone guy. So, like, I feel like that – that. I ups- think he's more of a big play guy just because we don't use him as like, – they just but didn't – they refused to give him carries last year. Well, I think no. with the with the quarterback – kind of drawing attention elsewhere, I think that big play potential kind of gets heightened some. Increases, so, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, good, like, red zone-wise, he never really was a red zone dude. So, like, it's not really – we what, Dallas Goddard's going to get that? I, I don't even know what our, what our red zone threat See, is. I, that's probably why we – Depends <laughs> on Sanders. I mean, I like Sanders to an extent. But, like I said, I'm afraid they're not going to be allowed to run the ball. I'm also afraid that, like, after last year when he showed the complete inability to catch yeah. anything at all, that Gainwell is probably going to come in and steal that very quickly. Yeah. And if he doesn't, I'm going to be very disappointed in our selection of him because Boston Scott is not good. I would say that uh, Sanders is going to be pretty volatile just because, like you said, the big playability. But uh, I do like him still. I mean, running back to – I mean, I don't even know what round would he even be going in. I completely forget. Like we definitely late have a mock second, like early keys. third, probably. That's. I'm just gonna check it. Lower. Yeah. All right, he's got to be going in like RB two range. Yeah. He's like going mid to late RB two. Round fourth after Josh Jacobs, before Kareem Hunt. That's the closest running back. That's kind of crazy. I think Josh Jacobs and. Miles Sanders, I think – I don't know who I'd go in that situation because I feel like Raiders got an awful offensive line, but I just feel like they use him so much. I'm not scared off by Kenyon Drake personally. But then again, we don't use Sanders quite effectively, but we got a new coaching scheme, so it's like – but them correctly. if Lori is the one calling the shots, exactly. then it doesn't matter if we hire the new coach. That's my never-ending. There's definitely risk, but with the fourth-round running back with the potential to – I think he's got the potential to be a running back one, like back-end running back one. It's not a bad I definitely think he has reward. potential, but honestly, I'd rather go receiver at that spot. I think the upside's higher. Yeah. If you go zero running back first few rounds, I think Sanders and 
on a Jacobs on the turn. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly, but I feel like that would be solid with like Ridley Hill. Not too bad. So I don't know if Gainwell will have a lot of usage this season, but I think he's a neat little dynasty stash. Yeah. No, I don't mind Gainwell at all. I think he should have some touches this season, but. Right, you oh. said you didn't like Gainwell at all? Is that what you said? Oh, no, I said I don't mind him at all. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I was confused. It's not someone I'm targeting, but if, if he's around, I, I would probably swipe him up. Swipe him up. Swipe him up. Last year, the- Sanders' contract is, like, I believe uh, this season or next season. But it's Miles Sanders, bro. Next season. Next next season is his last season under contract. So, if he doesn't shine and Gainwell does well. And he lost his man in Deuce Daly, too. So, could be hurtful. Could be hurtful. What about the receivers? Kind of, I feel well. like we've kind of touched on them just slightly. Just talked about, like, Rager's upside for, for um, slot, the slot position if he plays there. Devontae uh, Smith. All right, let me put it this: if we, if if Watson was cleared and they brought in Watson, Devontae is going to be a low end wide receiver one. I could believe that. He has that possibility. I'd probably say yeah. With Watson, sure. I don't think quarterback with that, Watson, that, he has that possibility. No, not not with Hurts. I I think the possibility exists in, but only because Nick Sirianni has shown in his offense that he just kind of like at least in Indy what they you know they like really peppered receivers with targets so like if my man got 15 targets a game I think it's a possibility a quality targets well I mean that, that's a, the, that's is the a thing, big you know? is a big that's thing, the issue so. yeah that's, think, that's the question mark in that scenario I think without without Watson or without a solid quarterback I think you're looking at ceiling of like I'd like to say like a high end wide receiver three, to be honest. Woo! That's a ceiling, ceiling of a high. I don't know about that. <laughs> Spicy, I like it. I would say that's like his realistic finish, probably. I'd probably say mid wide receiver two would be ceiling. Like twenty four receivers. I feel like there's twenty four receivers in better situations. There could be, but still not about situation, man. I'm taking the talent. Uh, he he opened the book and he stated his facts. So. I don't care about the situation, man. It's talent. Either you're good or you're not. So like, Brandon is got like Julio Jones, Brandon Ayuk, Kenny Galladay, DJ Shark. What? Right, you're naming a lot Bobby of guys Anderson. that are not locks to play like half the season next year. So like Tyler Lockett. Let's see where he ended up last season. I don't even know. Eleven? Oh, yeah, 11. He was 11th last season, which is kind of shocking. If that's right, I, I hardly trust Sleeper anymore with those stats. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, Lockett's at, like, wide receiver, like, 28, and he's been wide receiver 11 before I mean, he he's probably going to be better than DJ Chark. I would say that's a guarantee. Eh, 
not going to be better than Julio. I think Julio is going to have a good year if he's healthy. But aside from that, I think it's within his likelihood that with the quarterback we have now, I can see him being a high-end wide receiver three. Maybe not ceiling, but I think that's probably – I think that's where he's going to end up. Ceiling could be, I'd say, maybe, I don't know, middle of the pack wide receiver two, high end. I'm definitely going to be excited to find out because it's the first time in a while I've had real confidence it's going to be good and not just like, oh, God, I hope this guy doesn't suck. I think he's going to be good. I think we're definitely going to see flashes. but be fucking good. We're not going to see flash. We're going to see shit right off the start. You know what? County, man. This is my rule now. If you you do not dominate SEC football, if you're not a good player, Brandon Ayuk was wide receiver thirty three, and he had yeah, because he like missed time. Didn't come out. Higgins was wide receiver twenty eight, and he had a solid season. What other rookie can I point out? CD Lamb. Let's yeah, find. What him. other rook, What other of those guys would have came wide in as the undisputed 20. number one on the depth chart? Brennan, you okay, you're think. also not taking into account the ceilings. You're saying the ceiling, but you're really just meaning realistic finish. I like the realistic uh, yeah, finish. Yeah, I clarified that. Wide receiver. Guys, we're talking about a guy yeah. that like his ceiling you know, is like I just said. If he middle of the pack wide receiver. Think about it, you. Too. You just listed Higgins. Think about that. Higgins had to come in like and not be on the field all the time at first because they were giving AJ Green and Tyler Boyd twenty targets a game. You know, I mean, Devontae Smith has got. It's, he's the number one. Jalen Rager is looking up on at him on the depth chart now. Like, the moment they drafted him, he was the alpha, and he's not even here yet. But with T. Higgins, he was on a pass-heavy offense. They throw it, like you guys were saying, yeah, just all their week. Just like, saying that he didn't get – like, I, I think Smith has the potential – has the opportunity to get more work than that. Like I was just saying, Sirianni – well, I know we're going to pass – if, if we're a Jeffrey Lurie-owned team, we are going to be passing the ball. And Sirianni likes to, you know, really get those targets up for his receivers. So I think that could be a good combination for Smith and Rager to an extent. I'm not calling Rager a wide receiver anything, but I think there's upside there in the slot. I'd like, to see, him, I'd like to see him play out. I just – the skill on the offense, I don't think it's there yet, and I think it's going to be another year. I think next season He's we could be skill. talking about him as, you know, wide receiver, low-end wide receiver, or high-end wide receiver too next season maybe, depending on our status at quarterback. I but, uh, What was I going to say? He went wide receiver 28 in our mock draft that we did, which was, I would say, probably a little too high. There's players, Claypool. Deontay Johnson, Jerry Judy after him, that I would likely take all of them over him. So if I'm I sure there's out, not 27 guys in front of him that I would have liked over those next names that you just listed. Well, regardless, if we were going 80 years, if we were to have Claypool, Deontay, and Judy, who are really close behind, if we were to swap him with those three, it's wider through 31. I like that ADP. But if he keeps on climbing and he gets up a little bit more than 28, not a big thing. Yeah. That's just that's my – because I think – They just for redraft? Yeah. And I think a 30 – I think at 30, that's a good value. But I think like that's I said, fair. Yeah, it is fair. It, too much higher fair. than that is, like, meets too much unnecessary speculation. Yeah, too much risk, I would say. Especially if he gets up to, like, say, 25. I'm not touching that. I can't. 
just right. because the chances of him being realistically finishing wide receiver three. What was that? Yeah, it was tight end. That's you know tight end. Oh, you see Zach Ertz might stay. Oh, you see oh. the headache though. No. That's incredibly annoying. Uh, like I like Ertz, but I feel like it's his time to go play elsewhere. Yeah, I'm not taking Zach Ertz. Uh, I am taking Dallas Goddard. Not if not if Zach Ertz is still there, man. That limits both their ceilings. But I think we realize his time is done for. Bro, but he okay. But if Ertz comes back, Goddard is the much better blocker. So either they're not going to play Ertz, or Ertz is going to get more receiving work because Goddard's. A, I don't believe in that. I think Goddard's going to. He's shown he's a great pass catcher. He can pass block, but Zach Ertz is one of the best pass blocking tight ends in the league. I believe it. And that kind of hurts him if they bring back another pass catching tight end and they plan on playing him. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. I mean, Hakeem Butler's there to step in whenever. Oh, no. So, oh, God. All right. All right. I think that's it. All right. First choice Eagles. Time to move on to the next team. How long did that take? That's As we spoke for right. the Eagles for a half hour. To the Giants. Facts. I was a given. On brand. All right. We'll get through this faster. Yeah, the Giants. The Giants. Things are really looking up over in New York, aren't they? No. <laughs> Just kidding. No, they're not. They are absolutely not. So I obviously have to start with the end of last season where every member of the Giants, whether it's fan, player, coach, was just up in arms. It was the absolute travesty that was the Eagles benching Jalen Hurts in a game that meant absolutely nothing to them, a game that actively harmed them if they won. But, yeah. What a horrible, disgraceful move to sit the guy to see another guy when it doesn't matter at all. You know what would have been a bigger travesty? The 6-10 and 10 Giants hosting a freaking playoff game. If you want to make the playoffs go better than 6-10. and 10. I don't <laughs> care. I mean, they started out 2-7 and seven last year. You want to know the only team to ever make the playoffs after starting 2-7? and seven? Washington from last season. <laughs> it's a disgrace. And you motherfuckers have the nerve to, like, complain about that as if it's someone else's fault that your 6-10 and 10 team didn't make the playoffs. In any other division, a team that entered the week 17, 5-10, and, and 10, had no hope whatsoever of making the playoffs. They were rooting for a loss. They were already looking to the draft. And yet, you people feel entitled to have made the play. No, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Jesus, have some self-respect, man. You went 6-10. and 10. Try not going six and ten. Then you can complain about making the playoffs. Go nine and go ten and six and miss the cut because your division's good. And then you can complain about missing the playoffs. Ten and seven, call it. But that's not happening in this division, and you guys aren't going ten and seven. No, they are. On to your coach, straight out of the New England factory, this douchebag. That phony tough guy bullshit all went out the window when you threw a fit over that over the end of the season seriously what, what happened to your lunch pail hard-nosed tough guy garbage get out of here and then you're gonna whine about that dude again you went six and ten. Six and ten that's not a that's very bad that's not a playoff record also good luck with this guy your quarterback 
Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. You want to see my favorite thing ever? You guys won't see it, but they'll see it. This. Ed already knows what it is. It's it's Daniel Jones falling down the win probability chart. I really hope I'm able to get that into the video, but I have faith. Third year breakout guy. Did you hear he's faster than Lamar Jackson? Someone please explain to me why I should be using Twitter again. Like, to have to read shit like that, it is absolutely not worth it. That made me so mad and for no reason whatsoever. It's like I might as well just keep a nail just lying around my floor that I step <laughs> on every now and then for fun. Like, oh, God, that sucked. That was a huge waste of my time. But, boy, I want to come back to it. I don't. Also, Daniel Jones is bad. So, the offseason – had the offseason go. Well, we started out by making a splash move with Kenny Gaude, and naturally, Gettleman was bidding against himself the whole time because, you know, Dave going to Gettleman. I see two sides to this. There's the people that say Gaude is great going deep and that Daniel Jones throws a great deep ball, so they're a perfect match. Now, the other side to it is that Daniel Jones does, does not throw the ball very well anywhere and that – Galladay doesn't create a lot of separation, so that's not necessarily going to work so well. You shouldn't have to ask me which side of that that I'm on. Also, in uh, off season, they franchise tagged Leonard Williams, so this saga just keeps going on. They cut the best lineman of their already awful offensive line, which is an extremely bold strategy, and they signed a Dory Jackson to a deal worth $13 million per year with a ton of guaranteed money over the next three years when instead of doing that, they could have just sent the Titans like a conditional seventh-round pick to have him on a one-year $10 million contract before they cut him with a lot less guaranteed money and no future risk. What did they do? Obviously not that because that would make sense. And no, we don't do that in New York. <clears throat> anyway, the draft, we already covered this, but I just, I have to show something from it. I know you guys can't see it, but I love that guy. Best guy ever. You guys are going to have to watch it. Uh, unfortunately, after this, Gentleman actually did the smart thing and moved back a little bit to get a first for next year. You could argue the smart move would have actually been to take Justin Fields, given that Quarterback sucks, but come on now, it's Gettleman. Asking him to make a proactive decision is like asking Matt Dodge to punt it out of bounds. Uh, fortunately, the Giants <laughs> turned around, and they took Kadarius Tony with one of those firsts. And uh, Okay. Uh, thanks, I guess. Uh, once again, I wish you good luck with that. And the rest of the draft doesn't matter. So, just going to go on the uh, COVID list right now, and he missed most yep. of training camp because of his shoe ripping. What? Yeah, you you ripped your shoe one. away. Just going to the shoe place. Shoe good place good luck. Good back. luck, Giants. Hey, at least you got one first-round pick out of that deal now. Uh, <sighs> prediction time. Floor of 5-12, and 12, ceiling of 9-8. and eight. I'm putting them ahead of the Eagles because they finished there last year, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case. I don't really think either team is going to be good. Not seeing any quarterback breakout. The offensive line is very bad, and that defense could be solid, but it ain't taking them to the playoffs. I'm shocked they didn't go a quarterback because it's not like they're trying – like, they're making this team like they're trying to win now. But it's like, you're not going to win now. Like, there's no way. Jones is taking the pass the first time of playoff if you make it. 
Like, you're not going to win now. Why, like, honestly, wouldn't have even signed Galladay. Would have just drafted Justin Fields and moved on from there. Like, yeah, like, make a trade. Trade Daniel Fumbling Jones away. Get yourself some type of asset. Like, Sam Darnold got the Jets and do something. Like, not, not, they're, like, trucking along. No. Who do you think they would have gotten for Jones? I don't even know. Maybe second, like a, a third, a second, maybe an early. Third. Did he get more Darnold. or less than Darnold? A tad less, I would say. I that is my gut reaction. Like honestly, I don't, I don't see why the Giants couldn't have done a package for Deshaun Watson. I feel like they've got the pieces. They could have traded Probably their because pick. Nobody is trading. They could have taken right their now. pick. Daniel Jones and maybe like uh, maybe um, Shepard. Three more picks. I feel like that. Well, yeah, more more than that. But that's a basis. That's something to start I mean, with. Watson's not getting traded right now. But bottom line is, is Saquon Barkley's back, and they're probably going to be a little bit better. But I mean, how much maybe. does that actually do? And he's starting the year on the pup list, or the training camp on the pup list. So there's that, too. Um, also, like, he's also a running back. Yeah. And he's a very good running back. But, like, running backs running back. don't say it. Say, gosh, running backs don't. They're, they're not really influencing the game all that much. They don't matter. They just don't matter. So, but for fantasy-wise, it's Saquon Barkley. He's fallen in drafts. What do you guys think about him getting drafted, like, He's, like, getting drafted, like, five spots, even later, some drafts. In our most recent mock, which was the 8th of July, granted, uh, Saquon went third to me. Okay. But in best ball drafts, as we both experience, as we all experience, he has been going, like, five through eight. Yeah. I've experienced him go to eight. So. Depending on who's on the board, I'm generally okay taking that risk. I'm, I'm all right with it because, like, Fine by me. He hasn't had the rookie season he ha- he had to start, but like that's Saquon. He's got it. So I have some PTSD flashbacks to week one of last year when uh, he was against the Steelers opening week. You know what I'm saying? Hype, hype around the building. Okay. I remember he gets negative yardage going into halftime, right? And then there was a bet. I bet, obviously, first choice betting. It will be here soon, be shortly. Um, he's. Ah, they, they put an odds boost, right, on Saquon. Like seven just yards. to have – it was 10. 10 rushing 10 yards, yards total by the end of the game. 10 rushing yards, right? Couldn't do it. Nope, he got to seven. He got to seven rushing ah. yards, something like that. Maybe it was nine. If it was nine, I would be more angry. But I bet, you know, all my money that was in my account on that. I was like, of course, why not? It's 10 yards. Yeah, didn't do it. So, uh, I at that, that moment, I was kind of like, Saquon is no longer Saquon. Saquon. Say go yeah, and then the next week you guys know what happens. So, yeah. I don't know. I I I would probably take somebody like a Jonathan Taylor over Saquon. I don't know if that's bold or not. I would. I would take Taylor I over would. Saquon. You guys are going? Where you got? Where you guys going? You guys going? Uh, CMC obviously. Then you got uh, Derrick Henry. I'd obviously take him over. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Kamara. Jonathan Taylor. Would you go Chubb? No, Saquon. Saquon. So it's just running back six. Yeah. And he's in. got the possibility of finishing as a D running back one. So those those top 
six, even you can even argue like top seven guys are kind of pretty close. I just looked at the uh, the mock and I was looking at the running backs going in the first round. And then I got to your pick and I was like, ah, shoot. Rest in peace, by the way, to uh, Cam Akers is uh, yeah. his knee. Was it ACL? Achilles. 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 So. Yeah, unfortunate. Bummer. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Daniel Jones. Not, I'm not taking him completely. completely. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm hoping I have enough time to just clip out Daniel Jones tripping. I'm just going to have him tripping along the screen like during this whole segment. <laughs> if I've got the time, I, I plan on just having him just tripping <laughs> right in between, right down the middle of the screen. But, um, yeah, Daniel Jones, hopefully he's accompanying us right now. If not, just picture it. You and picture it. You know, I, they've you already know, seen him. You know the feeling when you were in, like, elementary school, when you're running a – kick return back or something flag Man, football you and you're running a little bit too here, fast <laughs> what you think that you think we would have made it this far with that vi- that video having already been played That's that videos are they've already seen this have you hopefully guys, it's not going to get taken down for me stealing oh, the nfl's content out, though, so <laughs> it have Sorry, you NFL. ever because it has happened to me like i'm not gonna not gonna sugarcoat it but then again, I'm not a professional NFL athlete. So, and I was probably like very young, like 10 years old tops. But it has happened to me where I've ran so fast, where I've stumbled or even <laughs> fell over. But I'm a fucking child. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Daniel Jones, but come on. <laughs> Grow up, Daniel Jones. Your entire I'm not team was even laughing at you. Like, Dude, it was and, a bad pick. Didn't then. that like cost them the game because they should have had yes. a touchdown there and they would have beat us. That was us. Yes. And then they and then the Giants nation lost. decided to complain about the Eagles tanking, but they lost because your quarterback couldn't stay on his feet to get a touchdown. Yeah, I mean that so, that is another variable. Had he just not fallen over, they win the division. Everything else follows so. suit. So, How about instead of blaming us for getting a better draft pick, which was, in my opinion, I was thrilled about it. I don't give a fuck decision. what people are saying. I remember seeing, like, notifications, like, trashing us. Like, oh, they're clearly tanking. I'm like, damn straight. Like, yes. What the fuck? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Teams tank. what we're going for. Like, oh, my God. Anyway, uh, wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, Deon- uh, Darius Slayton, Kadarius, this, Tony, this wide receiver room is such like just a cluster to me that I've just avoided entirely. Yeah, I think so. I can't even there. say I've gone out with that like mission to avoid it entirely. This is just what has happened over the offseason to this far. I think Shepard has talent, but he's never healthy. I do not know what's going on with Darius Slayton. I, I Galladay scares me, and I don't think Tony's good. So, uh, yep, sorry, I'm out. Yeah, it's a weird. And weird count thing. me in on, or count me out on Evan Ingram as well for like all of those Same. concerns piled yeah. into one person. Yeah, <laughs> I can see Ingram getting traded, and uh, yeah. probably be good. But the only time I taken Kadarius Tony was, I think, like at the end of our mock draft, maybe. Basically, in situations where it was kind of just for fun, 
And then we did a 16 team uh, dynasty. Was it a dy- Yeah, it was a dynasty draft. I drafted him like Fortune. so late. So, like, it's 16 teams. And I was just like, you know, if he <laughs> is actually something, I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only time I even like thought about it. Other than that, like, best ball, redraft. Like, no. I wish everyone else luck that does take So, I think that pretty much caps off the Giants. Sorry, Giants. This isn't first-choice Giants. It's mainly first-choice Eagles because that's been the whole podcast so far. <laughs> even, even the conversations about the Giants, we ran the Eagles in there somehow. <laughs> but it's easy to do because the Giants – when was the last time the Giants beat the Eagles? Last year. The last game was we it? played. Okay. After that, wasn't it like a very long time? Yes. Before that, it had been a I, very long time. It was time. a few years, I, I think. But And yeah. hell, maybe it'll be a very long time after next season. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, Fortunately, their defense is good and our offense might be bad. But, uh, yeah. But even more of a reason why they should have just said, fuck you, Daniel, and taken uh, Justin Fields. Because Justin, the Daniel. potential of Justin Fields, even his floor, Better than Daniel Jones. Like, come on. Like, I didn't, so. So. All right, Alex, take it away with your next team. The Giants. It's taking too long. The Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. America's team, my ass. Unless you're saying that America is a terribly run train wreck of an organization living off of old glory. That actually fits, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, fuck the Cowboys. Um, honestly, I I should just put that on a loop and just have that play over this whole segment. Uh, congratulations for Jerry Jones. Uh, you know, it really sucks having to hear about this man every single year, but I know it's worth it because I know that any team that he's driving is going directly into the pavement. Like – like rain falling out of the sky, just destined to hit the ground. That's Jerry. Say goodbye to those Super Bowls because they are long in the past. You know how many I've seen? Zero. None. Two playoff wins. 20 years. Or is it three now? Because if you're going to come in here and correct me and tell me that it's three, that's depressing, and you should think about that. Oh, your coach. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That was a puppet. You know, Mike McCarthy might actually be the coach of the Cowboys for right now, but I promise you he will not be for very long. So, you know, don't buy your McCarthy gear because he's gone. I was, I was going to make a puppet joke about Sirianni earlier, but I realized I wanted to make it about Mike McCarthy instead. So I just called him Mike McCarthy. Now you see now that I'm saying he's a puppet. So we have learned stuff today. Congratulations. Your quarterback. Jack Prescott, coming off the injury, should be poised for a pretty big year, especially with those receivers. And more importantly, with that defense, which only added linebackers to it, this is 2021. This is not 1984. Bet you wish you got that contract done a few years ago. Ha, huh, Dallas. Ha, huh, right, Stephen Jones or Jerry Jones? Because everything, everyone knows that anything Stephen Jones says comes right out of Jerry's ass and into his head and then back out of his mouth in some disturbing cycle that children shouldn't be allowed to know about. 
could have got that a lot cheaper had you done it like a year or two ago. But no, we had to re-sign Elliot and Cooper and Lawrence and anyone else. Smart. Very smart. Great thinking. You always want to lock up your highest priority players last so that they cost more money and that you piss them off more. Just everyone knows this. Just a thing that happens. If you look at Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh wait. That's, that's the difference there of a good run team and a not very good run team. Oh, off season, I'm going to start things out backwards with the draft because I don't care about the guys. Like I said, they took a lot of linebackers. That's all that's important. And some cornerbacks. But I just want to point out that in typical Dallas fashion, they just had to rack up as many character concerns as they could find. It's like they just – they're just shopping for these. It's at the top of the list. It's in their Amazon recommendations. I, I do not understand it. I'm not going into detail. Look it up yourself if you want. Some of it's pretty freaking disturbing. All I know is that when Micah Parsons was asked about his share, he sounded like someone that really didn't give a shit about it, that really didn't want to talk about it, that just kind of wanted to act like it didn't exist. So that's good luck, man. I'm sure that bodes well for the future. Great. More linebackers. We'll just trot out seven of them at one time. Cowboy's going to cowboy, I guess. Stay classy. As for all of the non-Prescott extension moves, uh, surprise, there were none. I mean, there were, but that shit doesn't matter. Your most important one was probably like Keanu Neal, who plays linebacker now. And as I've already stated like 15 times this video, that is literally all they have on defense is linebackers, along with Lawrence's contract and whatever the hell they think is going to attempt to play safety this year. I don't know. I would just I would look forward to more uh, receivers running around your field completely wide open. It's going to be happening a good bit. Uh, prediction wise, I'm going to give them a floor of seven eleven and a ceiling of eleven at seven. Don't ask me how I come into these numbers. Extremely secretive formula that I could never share. But offense good, defensive bad. We'd seen this story before. This team ain't shit. I don't care if they go to the playoffs. Respectfully, don't agree. With what? The defense being bad. I think it's average. They're going to be good? Average. They, they, are, they are bad until proven otherwise. They could be average if the quarterbacks they drafted are both good, like, out the gate. Diggs is good. Diggs is pretty good. So, I mean. I mean, he a solid rookie season. And well, they have I, no safeties. I just hope that their uh, defense coordinator, Dan Quinn, you know, new guy, old guy, new guy, oh, sorry, no. old and uh, new. Hope he can do something like he didn't. All the retreads. I love it. Quinn and McCarthy. Yeah. Next year, we can hire like Gus Bradley and Anthony Lynn. What if Keanu Neal's a camp chancellor? Oh, I'm just going to shut up now. All right. Oh. Again, Keanu Neal plays linebacker. Cam Chancellor played have, safety, but he, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was kind of like a linebacker, but, like, you know, they've got only linebackers over there, so. They got Kazee, too. I don't know if you've known that. I did see that. I don't care about that. That's fair. All right. All righty. Well, let's get into the things that matter. This is fantasy football. So, quarterback is going to be Daco. Daco's back. Daco's back. We already talked about this. Did we? I don't, we actually I don't think so. Uh, Dax on the second tier, respectably. 
I, I mean, a lot of people actually disagree with that. I think I talked to Cam about it, and he said he, th- he sees him as, like, the top tier, like, with Kyler and all that. And I was like, oh, well, okay, that's, that's fair. Optimistic. He's got the optimistic. ceiling of I that. Buy that. Either way, he's – all right, we'll put him in the tier one, tier two bubble. Before he got hurt, he was on that – he was treading that direction. So, it's definitely a fair gonna, observation. They're also going to pass by, like, you know, world records type. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and if their line is bad again, that's probably only helpful to his fantasy numbers. Honestly, Dak Prescott, MVP for next season. I can see it. I can see it. Let's be honest. So many back players of the year. MVP, I'm out on that. No. Uh, honestly, um, yes, I can see Dak being MVP. He's got the talent. He can run it. He can pass it great. He's just a passing machine. This this whole team is just loaded at wide receiver position. Um, so, yeah. Even outside of the top three, they have Brandon Wilson. No. <laughs> okay. They have Blake Smith. Three hundred. Oh God, yeah, that's the name. Three hundred nineteen pound monster. Oh, here. Brandon Smith. Yes. Yeah, as sleeper. sleeper on those yes. drugs. If everything sleeper said was true, we'd be in a world of hurt. He's one of those that's like. That's like gonna dominate the free agency pool. That quarterback, uh, Alex Torgerson, whatever. Yeah, that dude. Is. That dude's just not even on a team with four thousand passing yards. Some yeah, shit he like hasn't been on a team like four years either. Sleepers is crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, those two. I think they're pretty much in the same in the same uh, atmosphere. Like, as, like, ADP goes and whatnot, right? I think they're pretty close. Check out – I mean, check out – I think Lamb would be higher, if only for – Yeah, they're right, right. They're back-to-back wide receivers for yeah. fourth round. Yeah. Those two, back-to-back. Um, redraft, I'd go Amari Cooper. Uh, Dynasty, I'd go Lamb. But wouldn't mind having uh, Cooper. Yeah, I think I'd go uh, probably Cooper redraft if I had to choose. I don't want either of them, to be honest with you. So really? I'm just going to – yeah, I'm not – I don't know. I'm just not with it. MVP Dak? not like the Cowboys. I don't like MVP Dak. That's not a thing either. I think – yeah, I don't want Dak at all. I don't want any of the wide receivers in the Cowboys. I don't want wow. Zeke, so I'm just like a hands-off in the Cowboys. I, I absolutely want their receivers. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't want Zeke. I don't want Zeke. I can understand why someone. I can understand why someone would want to get Zeke, just because he's done it before. But then again, running backs are running backs, and typically they fall off quick. Is Zeke an RB one this year? Yeah. I'm gonna say no. This is the year. Are we barring injury? Hell, I said Miles Sanders. That's part of the. That's part of the bet. I said Miles Sanders had a ceiling of being running back one, so I have to say Zeke would have. I'm not talking ceiling. I mean, obviously, I'm just saying. Just saying straight up, who I think. No. If I. I'm gonna say no. If I'm just thinking about it, I'd say no. Yeah. If I'm, I mean. We got no. But it's very close. I think he's got he's got the ceiling of being a a mid. Running back one, if not higher. 
I don't know. There, I think there is my bold claim of the year. I think the storylines, and I think like what's going through these players' minds after Dak Prescott absolutely destroyed his legs, his leg, his shin. I mean, let's be honest. If I'm a running back, you've got a short life lifespan in the NFL. I would, I lay back just like Zeke did. I mean, he ran like he was on vacation. He ran like, come on, that's the reason. You think that's the reason? Honestly, like, I, come on. I I feel no. like that's a reasonable thing to say. I do not. Really? Based on what evidence? You think Zeke just sat down and was like, well. I've had a lot of touches, man. I gotta relax. That that team looked depleted for like three weeks after. Like they had you're, you're no coached by Mike out. McCarthy. Exactly. So what's what's Zeke going out there hype the shit for? Like let's get this win. <laughs> I think you're overestimating the mental ability on a running back. I guess back. maybe. Yeah. Like his legs just aren't the same as they were anymore. He's taken way too much of a toll. But that they whole, have run that poor man first, into the ground and then back out the other side the and first, then back through the other side. The first half of the year, this man was solid. Like, he was running back one. And then Dak gets hurt, and it's a whole different story. You see, this is the thing. I understand where you're coming from, but he was not looking good at all. Point blank period. Yeah, I, said, after, I, I think just After the Dak got hurt. That's the thing. That's the I don't know what he looked like before Dak got hurt. So I'm he was good. Play. He was just the but same. But was he good or was he year. volume? Number-wise, yeah, he was good volume-wise and number-wise, if that makes sense. He had a touchdown for the first three games, and the fifth game against the Giants, he had two touchdowns. So, like, that was a lot. Of, uh, I, oh, speaking of which, actually, come on, come on now. So, after Dak got hurt, what week did Dak get hurt? With Browns or with the Giants? I feel like it was the Browns, no? I thought it was the Giants. Let me, let me just check. Oh, pretty right. sure it was it the Giants. It was the Giants. Okay, yeah, look at this. So this is this is my, I guess, argument, I would say, for him to be a running back one, which is, you know, it's still not fair. But look, after the Giants game, he scored two touchdowns the rest of the season. Yeah. With Dak, he had, what was that? Four. He had five. Six Five touchdowns. Touchdown. Six. Oh, touchdown. receiving touchdown? Yeah, he had one receiving touchdown. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I see it. So – and obviously the offense is going to be humming with that compared to Ben Dinichi. So, I mean, touchdown potential is obviously still there. So, I mean, I guess – It's very likely scenario. Realistic, yeah. It is realistic. I'm going no because I have to be the contrarian. And I – I respect it. I, I do respect it, yeah, because I debated on saying no. but. And I, I can get that. Like, Jeez, I can get behind yeah. that, but I feel like I'd be a hypocrite to say that Miles Sanders has that opportunity to be running back one and then just turn around and be like, no way, Ezekiel Elliott's going to be well, I didn't say Sanders is going to, so I'm not standing I said he had the ceiling, but I would say if I'm saying that, then I should be, I should be on the side of Zeke being a running back one. Come on. Right. Yeah. Come on. Uh, what, oh, we talked about that. Let's talk about uh, Blake Jarwin. What if we did? I mean, we can. Where's he going? He's going. Michael Gallup, useful or not? Michael Gallup, yeah, useful. I vote useful. Big, uh, low, what's it called? What's a oof size? I'm going to say, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, of all the wide receivers, I feel like he has a – like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down now. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. It came out a little weird. I was going to say something about him being like, you know, having the biggest boom possibility. But I'm just saying, like, he's blasting off. The expectation for Michael Gallup are nothing compared to CD Lamb and Cooper, obviously, respectively. 100%. Yeah. But he might have a few games where he outscores both of them. I'll say that. Exactly. That's and why that's, I say he could be easy. useful because he's going to be cheap and he's probably going to have at least a couple of games where he does a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's that's the thing. But the It's thing just is a matter of can you get that right. Yeah. Exactly. That's, I mean, a ball or can you ball. trade him to someone else after he does one of those? Or can you just do best ball and just draft exactly. him? Exactly. That's what I was attempting to say before I completely flabbergasted yeah. myself. That. <laughs> This ends our Michael Gallup coverage. On to the tight ends. No one cares. Dude, he's popping. I think this he had a few weeks, two weeks, where he just blew up 22 points, 27 points. Oh, Gallup. Holy I know Gallup. you're not talking Holy about Gallup. Blake Jarwin because that number was way too high. Yeah, so. that was way too high. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're talking Blake Jarwin now? Let me like I just said, this has concluded First Choice Fantasy's coverage of Michael Gallup for this evening. Our Blake Jarwin is – Oh, he had a 100% catch rate last season. Oh, wait, can I go back to Michael Gallup? The only downside in best ball is the fact that he is going directly behind and looks as if Odell Beckham. So his expectations of best ball relatively high, given the fact that uh, wide receivers that are remaining, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel. Oh, he's around them? Yeah. That's, oh, that's rough. That, yeah, that's. Yeah, that. I feel the best. <laughs> yeah, so I guess people caught on in best ball, maybe. I, don't know. I, I was thinking, I, I was thinking sure. he was gonna be like, you're drafting him for like, I don't know. Marquise oh, Brown. Like yeah, yeah. Over this man. Cool. Yeah, I would take Fuller. I take Lavisca. I take. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Uh. That's me. Let's talk about these. These football teams, well, a football team. Let's talk about the division winner. The football team. I was going to say, I don't want to talk about Blake Jarwin. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm not, not really what like sure what no. there is to talk about. Same as last mm-hmm. season, but now he's off of an ACL tear. So take that as you will. Yeah, I mean, their tight end room will probably have a couple of useful weeks, but nothing you're going to write home to. Moving on, Washington, the Washington football team. You know, I really don't care that they changed the name. I don't really get why people were so mad about – some people were so mad about that. Like, I, who cares, man? Why does that affect you? But, like, we still haven't found a name, Dan. Really? What the fuck is taking so long? Next year, bro. We're, we're going to get two years of this shit? Like, Don't enough pipe. You just trying to milk the sales a little longer? Your merchandise, you greedy little worthless piece of shit? Like, this is <laughs> stupid. Why, like, the Washington football team. Hey, guys, what should we name our football team? Well, how about the football team? You said I, it yourself. If I was in that football meeting room, team. I would have had that guy thrown out of a window. Like, <sighs> yeah. I that this this is why I hate this team. Not because of the players, because I actually like a lot of them. Just because this entire team just stinks at Daniel Snyder, and I hope everything that he's involved with fails miserably. How he's allowed to still be in charge of an NFL team is a huge reminder of how things work in this country. I mean, he should probably be in jail for something, but he's not. He gets to do whatever he wants because he's got a lot of this. It's Dan Snyder. So fuck you, Dan Snyder. I hope bad things happen to you. 
your coach, Riverboat Ron, one of the great stories in the NFL, whose great story is overshadowed by the worst owner in professional sports. Congratulations. Sorry for your luck. Your quarterback, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like this pickup. Probably just for the season. Pretty cool. Next season. I don't know. You know, that might be of interest, Washington. You should, should probably look into that. I know you got a lot figured out on that roster. But uh, you're going to need one of those guys that throws the ball. That's pretty important. I'm sure you might have heard. Heineke. Taylor Heineke. 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 The rescue. No. Oh, yeah. He's elite. Not today. Uh, anyway. Yeah, well, the season, not the day. The season. Anyway. Off season. I guess it starts fantasy stuff. Curtis Samuel comes in, I guess, to play wide receiver, too. So, I mean, that could be useful if it has a good deep ball, I suppose. Whatever. I signed Lamar Miller. That's pretty funny. I guess to, like, a futures contract with a practice squad or some shit or, you know, like, bottom of the roster. But still, that's pretty funny. He's still I around. that was a while ago. Maybe they signed, like, re-signed him, extended him. All I know, it was on their transactions page. Uh, also it. brought in Adam Humphreys, who I could have swore was older than 28, but – Apparently not. Apparently just 28. That's that's neat. Uh, that's about it. They swapped some cornerbacks, but that's boring, so no one cares about that. In the draft, they brought in one of Brandon Sleepers and Diami Brown. Not very good foreshadowing for Diami, but again, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll get there. They got a linebacker. It's a pretty good story in the first round, whatever, but there is something more important that we need to address with the Washington football team. Thank God you set up. Logan and it is that, oh. that they drafted a long snapper in the sixth round. Excellent. A long snapper. A long snapper. A man who takes the ball on, like, PAT attempts or punts and snaps it back to the punter. A long snapper in the sixth round. Who does that, man? That's like me wiping my ass with a lottery ticket. Like, I get it's just a six, but come on, man. That's just stupid. Why would you do that? It's a long snapper. There's absolutely no chance that this man provides, like, surplus value to your team. You just throw a pick away. Disgusting. Right, predictions. Washington seems, like, pretty content to just be the Bears of last season. With, like, I, I guess a slightly better defense and quarterback setup. But, like, that might win them a division. But not much else. So, I'm giving them a floor of 7 and 10 and a ceiling of 12 and 5. But – Honestly, a lot of that is just because they get to play the NFC East. And uh, I don't see them as a huge threat if I'm the Bucs or the Rams. The Rams. I can do that. All right. Um, what I was going to say, how close, how much of a uh, lock would you say it is for the Washington football team to win the division over the Cowboys? Not at all. Very close? I, I'm giving them the edge. But honestly, I, I think any team could win this division. And I like I would be surprised if it was the first two, but I wouldn't be like, oh boy, that's real shocker. I mean, this is the NFC East we're talking here. If Washington goes like five and twelve and finishes worse than the division, I'm not gonna be that surprised. I see Washington and Cowboys. That's the I mean, I teams. see, you know, like I obviously see Washington, Dallas, Giants, Eagles. Like <laughs> you see all of I do see them, but, like, all of these teams have proven to be train wrecks at times, so. Well, I see matter of a, a very similar season as last year for this whole division. 
but with a different team coming out on top, right? Probably because that's in the history books. That's forever sketched. Uh, I just want to say with the quarterback sitch, you know what I'm saying? Ryan Fitz, my man, has never made it to the playoffs. Is this going to be the first season in his, what, 16 years no. of experience? No. no? Really you don't think this is, He has never made the playoffs. NFC West is going to snap. I think facts on facts three of their teams are going to make the playoffs, yeah. So, I, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the playoffs. I wouldn't bet on it because I think this division is too much of a just shit show. Fair. But fair. I think they should be the favorite. Are you drafting Ryan Fitzpatrick at all? Ryan Fitzpatrick is a streaming option. I drafted him in a uh, best ball league where I have yeah. Matt Stafford. I drafted him to be my like water or quarterback three because I like taking a lot of those skill positions personally. Uh, but yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think he'll have some very solid games just because the team built around him is really good, uh, in my opinion. Especially Adam Humphrey. Uh, we need to talk about Humphrey. That's enough talking about Humphrey. Let's talk about Terry McLaurin. Do you yeah. think he's going to be a top? <laughs> you, you weren't even willing to talk about his whole name. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you forgot three S's over the course of that conversation. In the what, course of that sentence. Adam Humphreys. Oh, there's only one Humphrey. What are you talking about? You talking? Terry McLaurin's. What, what about him? Only one Humphrey. What I think you want to see one. He's good. Hell yeah, bro. I think so, too. Terry McLaurin <laughs> is so freaking good. And with a competent quarter, well, a quarterback that can, you know, do anything more than what they had. I mean, Devontae Parker finishes a wide, wide receiver one with Fitzpatrick, you know what I'm saying? Huh? Did he actually? Yeah. yeah he <laughs> There's <does> no <laughs> way. Where? I'm pretty sure. I can. Let me. Let me. But two years ago, Parker, not last season. There's no way. Hell, last season. No, no. Maybe two years ago. I think Parker was like the 11th that year. Yeah, 11th in PPR, fourth in standard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. See, that is a testament to playing every single season, every single game. Terry. That's a good point. That's what I feel like gets lost when it comes to rankings. That sometimes guys finish as a wide receiver one, but like they were scoring wise at two. They just happened to be around the whole season, which mm-hmm. definitely has its perks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was he was snapping there, man. Seventeen, oh, he was, twelve. No, he's good. I I know that because I had. Yeah, I remember so, that. I remember those days. I big into that for a while, and then last year he just kind of went away. Them so. for complete all stars. Okay, Uh, Curtis (laughs) Samuel. I'm talking about Curtis Samuels. I like him. Why you put the S on the end, man? Yeah, you took the you took the S from Humphreys. I'm taking the S from Humphreys and adding it to all the other receivers. You can't add it to all the receivers. You can only add. I can. There's enough. Adam Humphreys has enough S's to go around. He just has the one. He's a baller. I like him. I will say Curtis Samuel. Oh, the, the thing is, I think he has a hamstring injury right now. So that's like oh my a bad God, Diami Brown season. I've told you guys this, this whole time. 
until he gets a one deep bomb and he's wide open and just brick hands it. <laughs> he's going to get benched for the rest tough. of the season. I'm telling you, Diami Brown is going to be a really good receiver. Whether or not it's going to be a Tyler Johnson route or a T. Higgins route, it's going to be one of these outcomes. Uh, hmm. hmm. I I will say Diami. I say Diami won't be a probably won't be six two next year. Yeah, he's gonna be six. I think he's gonna be six four either. I don't know about Sleeper that. Sleeper might change that. Yeah, Sleeper will probably just have it 6'8". He's like seven foot, 500 pounds. <laughs> and then you see the game and you just see this monster out on the field. You're like, what the hell? Did Mo Alley Cox get traded <laughs> to the, the Washington Redskins football team? And um, then it's just Diami Brown. Oh, man. Mo Alley Cox, my guy. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, so Terry McLaurin, wide receiver one. Adam Humphreys, wide receiver one. Uh, <laughs> Curtis Samuels, wide receiver, the wide receiver one. The? Oh, yeah. Diamond Brown, wide receiver, top ten. In all seriousness, though, uh, Curtis Samuels can be drafted. I mean, it's okay to draft him. Uh, do you guys think he's going to be, like, I don't know, good? The only thing, like like I said about the injury thing, like that's yeah, my concern. Soft tissue injuries are awful. They're nagging. Hamstrings are the worst worst ones to get. Yeah. I mean, it's so early, so they can rest him. But, like, if they play it wrong, which you know the Washington Probably will. health staff is pretty bad, being that you know their history. Tyron um, Smith? No, what's his name? Trent Alex Williams. Smith? Trent Williams, Alex Smith? Yeah, all that. So – we might see we might see Curtis Samuels with one leg and be like, oh, well, I don't wish that upon him. I'm not wishing it. I'm just saying. He already said it. <laughs> say it. Don't say it. All right. I think Curtis Samuel will be a decent uh, wide receiver three, high end. I will say that. Uh, Diane Brown's going to be a useless wide receiver five. And Terry McCorn will be a top tier wide receiver one. I think uh, Diane Brown's going to be really good. And then you got Cam Sims, who I think is going to be wide receiver four. Over. I see Curtis Samuels having a bumpy, yeah. a bumpy year. Oh, I think sure. he's going to have his games, but the t- I just I don't see him being like a consistent wide receiver. That does. Yeah. Bumpy. All right, all right. Bumpy ride. The definition of wide receiver five: Diamond Brown, useless. That's Van Jeff. Oh, don't just Van. You're throwing Jeff. some haymakers. He wasn't even a wide receiver five. All right, Van Jefferson <laughs> or Diana Brown? Van Jefferson by Van, No Brown. way, it's Diana Brown. This year, I go Van. I'll even say it myself. I'll go Dynasty Van Jefferson. Van. Oh, Dynasty, I'm going Diami. I'm going both Van, both Van. Redraft, going I'm Diami. going. I'm going Van. Y'all be burnt. I'm just gonna say that. Van the man. Stands the damned. Okay. I am not going to be burnt. Now, real question is Logan Thomas tight end one? Probably because tight ends suck. And he is utilized, honestly, kind of well. I don't know if he's going to get targets without Alex Smith. Really? Not at that point. Not at that level that he did last year. No way. But what type of weapons do they – like, Washington is lacking a big body dude. We just argued about, like, four of their receivers. 
Yeah, but they're not big bodies. Like Logan Thomas will have some. Do you, you need to have a six foot six player to catch so, balls so out there? I mean, prerequisite <laughs> having an NFL team. I feel like it's useful to have a I big have body have dude. I feel like he up could Logan. very well be a tight end one because Cam Sims is six, six five. Six foot six. Cam Sims is six foot six. Cam Sims, tight end one. All right. You do you. Sonny, Reyes, whatever his name is. Yeah, we're not going that deep. Stud. Come on. <laughs> he's not deep, man. He's really – Antonio Gibson. Antonio uh, Gibson? Oh, we just surpassed backs. him. Uh, out of all the sophomore running backs, I think he's got the highest downside. However, he's got the I highest I would say Keenan Akers probably has a higher – a lower downside. Fuck. <laughs> well, now, yeah, of course. <laughs> This guy who just tore his Achilles. <laughs> okay, you're the one that said it. But I said, I said, not him. Yeah, I didn't say Cam. You said out of all the sophomore running backs, he has the highest downside. I think you meant to say lowest downside. Highest would mean that he actually has. Okay, the, the worst downside. Form. He's got the worst downside. I refuse to say what you're Even saying. Even worse than DeAndre Swift. I think he could be fine. What are you, okay, this is this is the thing. Are you including injury and downside? I think you have to. I guess so. so uh, it doesn't really change much for me. These guys are fine. What? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really taking that into consideration. I'm saying I think. I think he's got the the lowest downside. So. The lowest floor yeah. is what you're saying. Yes, the lowest floor. But also, he has a Most good risk. ceiling. He's got a good ceiling, obviously. I mean, wouldn't be worth taking the downside. I'm going to go. Think he has any downside besides injury. I'm going to go. Probably missing a name. JT1. Yes. Dobbins. I go that. Gibson. I go Swift. Swift. C- Swift and CH. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, JT. Am I missing a name? No, I don't think so. No, those are the three. JT, Dobbins, CEH, Swift, Gibson. I think I'm going to have to switch CEH and Gibson in your rankings. JT, Gibson, CEH, Dobbins, Swift. Sleeping on Dobbins. I love Dobbins. I just don't. He's not going to be getting the targets that CH getting targets that Gibson's getting. I mean, Dobbins. Can play. I think y'all are sleeping on Gibby heavy, heavy Gib sleep. I mean, I put him <laughs> over Ceh and Swift. So I mean, heavy Gib sleep, <laughs> but not Dobbins, man. Where to Gib sleep? <laughs> wait, 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 Brandon. Did you say Dobbins over uh, Ceh? I did actually. Yeah. So, accept the trade right now. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was, I was waiting for that. I was going to say, yeah. why hasn't this happened yet? If... No. No, no. No clue at all. All righty. Well, uh, wide receivers on the – we already did it. <laughs> so we just talked. We did it. Yeah, uh, we, we talked up this it. entire team. 
Those they, talked a so lot. This whole, this whole uh, Washington team is stout. I, li- I like all the positions. Logan Thomas is the only dude in a dynasty league where I wouldn't take. I take all other possessions in a dynasty league. Even Fitzpatrick? Or Taylor Heineke? Great dynasty. I mean, Fitzpatrick, for what he is, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm saying you're not drafting Ryan Fitzpatrick like you would Dak Prescott. So, yeah, I would take Ryan Fitzpatrick. MVP season incoming for Ryan Fitzmagic. Just wait on it. Great to hear. God. Yeah. You heard it here first, choice. Zach is back, and he's going to be MVP, my guy. Yeah. That does it. All right. Well, uh, it does do it. this is the outro. So, uh, like, comment, share, subscribe. And if you don't. I think we. I think I asked this question before, fellas, but I'm just going to just dive into it. Boneless or bone-in chicken wings? Boneless. Boneless? Boneless. Good. Boneless? As long as they're done right, because too many times boneless wings are trash. They're just chunks of chicken with That's like. That's fair. Like, but chunks you can of say that for either one. With like chicken byproduct in the center. And yeah, yeah I mean, you can definitely screw up bone and wings, but. I just think it's more fair. convenient. It's definitely. That's more honestly what burns down to to me. I don't feel like biting around a bone. Like, bone, boneless to me, wings I don't have even a freaking ceiling. care. <laughs> like. I'd rather just bite into it and be done, not have have to bite around a bone. They're the Antonio Gibson of running backs. But the lowest floor, because you can get a fatty one. Fatty Gibbs sleep. Fatty Gibbs Gibbs floor. (laughs) Yeah, watch out for the old fat Gibson. (laughs) He turns into Eddie Eddie Lacy this season. It's on 40 pounds this (laughs) offseason. That that's that Panda Express man is banging. Alrighty, alrighty. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe. It's first choice podcast slash fantasy. Out of Deuces. Later. Gibson, son. Gibson.